Welcome to another episode of the Electric Movie Podcast. My name is Augusto Sanoja, and here with me is my good friend. That's your cue. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, no, I thought you were going to say my name. Yeah, no, I thought we were best friends, so sorry. I kind of messed that we up. Can't, we can't be best friends. We cannot be one best day, friends one if day. you don't get your cue right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I was not born an actor. Okay. I have a face for radio, they say. <laughs> but, but yeah, you have a face for radio. Now, actually, yeah, you have a. Uh, I I was uh, a friend of mine. By the way, people, we already have the first three episodes of the podcast already uploaded on Spotify, so you can go ahead and listen to them. This is going to be our fourth episode, where you have, as always, some. we're going to discuss some movie news. We're going to do the final review of WandaVision, pretty much of a recap of the entire miniseries. And then we're going to talk about a very controversial uh, Hollywood topic about changes of a character of race or slash gender, which I've I've talked about it with some of my friends and that subject always gives us a lot of, uh, a lot of content about conversations and stuff like that. Right. But kind of a conversation that you, uh, you know, nobody leaves happy from. Yeah, pretty much. Just like if you listen to episode three, when you talk about politics, that's that's what it is. Basically, <laughs> just yeah. do not. These are things you shouldn't talk about, but I have to. So yeah, you got you got to be informed. You got to be like woke because if you're not woke, you're dead, man. You're like sleeping all the time. You're in a coma. Got to drink white claws or fucking yeah. Red Bulls. By the way, got to be woke. By the way, Kyle, you <laughs> went earlier today to the doctor, right? You told me, are you are you doing well? Is everything okay? How much time do we have with you left here on the earth? Well, they said I went in and out of the hex too much, and it manipulated my DNA. Oh, okay. So I think I might be a fucking superhero now. So I don't know. I'm waiting on the what, blood what, work. What's the, it, what's the latest? Well, well, they went to they went to put the needle into my arm, right? And the needle bent backwards because it couldn't penetrate my skin. Oh. so I was like, well, that's alarming. So I might be a superhero. Oh, okay, okay, but so what? So so far, just impenetrable skin, right? You don't have any other powers or stuff like that. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I tried to fly earlier, but <laughs> I just landed on my face. <laughs> that, that, that's what you get, man. What what would be the, the the dumbest superpower a person could get? Like the dumbest. I don't know if you call this a superpower, but if you ever seen Lego Batman, yeah. they make jokes about these like villains that are actually real. And this one guy that like shoots ketchup and mustard. <laughs> and he's, he's an actual. He's, <laughs> yes. is, is, that, is that what he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so they even make a joke in it. They're like, "Look it up; it's real." <laughs> it's like it's, I, so I, I don't call that a superpower. It's more like a suit. Yeah, right. Here, here's here's a, here's a power <laughs> that it's both pathetic and also cool. There's a character, a very obscure character in the Marvel comics called Butterball, and basically, wait, I've heard of this. Okay, <laughs> sorry, keep going. Okay, so here's his power. Basically, he's indestructible. He doesn't feel pain. He he sur- he can survive radioactive blasts, uh, burns, uh, a lot of that. But 
he doesn't have super strength. And also his power pretty much like uh, doesn't allow him to, to change his physique. So basically he can do like 200, he can run 200 laps of the, of a football field and he will never get tired, but he won't, he won't never burn any calories. He's like always going to be fat, but at the same time, indestructible. So I right, so I just thought of, I just thought of a great uh, superhero, right? Yeah. His name is Nerve Damage. Uh-huh. That's a cool name, right? So he doesn't have a superpower; he just have nerve damage. So like when he touches a hot stove, he doesn't realize he's touching a hot stove. Still hurts him, but he doesn't feel the pain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my superpower: nerve damage. Yeah, I think I think that uh, there's like uh, I think that for example one one there's an anime which is has become really popular in the last few years. My hero, my hero academia, and they come up with the with the weirdest superpowers, but they're, they're also very creative, you know. And speaking about you know getting new, uh, speaking about superheroes, right? One of our first uh, movie news of the day. I right? would just get get into this right from the start. It's that we finally have a name for Spider-Man 3, the third Spider-Man movie in the in MCU, right? And the, do you want to say it or should I say it? You, uh, you, you say it. You, I'll say it? Okay. So the third Spider-Man movie, it's going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay? That's going to be – It's it, they're sticking with the home stick. They're keeping that, that let's say, gimmick, which I like it because – you cannot just... So, Augusto, yeah. can, we, can we talk about the elephant in the room, whereas is Spider-Man 3 news even worth talking about anymore? Because there's so much stuff going on, so much leaked information. I don't know what to trust anymore, so I think I'm just going to sit down and wait for this movie to come out. That's That's pretty much how... The approach that I'm also going to take with the with the movie, because we already know that Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are returning to portray their characters, but we don't. As much as reporters and fan theories have insisted with Tom Holland, he hasn't confirmed the return of Andrew Garfield or, or Tobey Maguire. And well, I mean, I mean, Tom Holland's really under lock and key right now. Let's not well, yeah, pretend is, he's not. Like that, well. He's like they they had to have freaking um, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch like chaperone him around to make sure that he didn't spoil movies. But I keep hearing news about this movie, and I don't know if Disney or Marvel or something is leaking false information to get us off track of what's actually happening because. I mean, no way home, right? So that means he can't go home. So you think in multiverse, you got know, madness of multiverse coming out, and Scarlet Witch just ended. So you you think like something's gonna happen right there? Yeah. That you get all the Spider-Man characters together, but I mean that's what we think. But at the same time, like there's no like Hollywood reporters coming out saying like this guy signed his contract, this guy signed his contract. So I think this movie also, is more in our heads yeah. than it is actually happening you know what i'm saying which is funny because that that is something i want to touch uh, i want to touch upon with the one division review but we'll get that into later but i think that what we what pretty much every people who's fan who's a fan of the movie and the character and what and the ncu in general what they should do is just sit back let stuff happen and just enjoy it until the movie well, until uh, the trailer don't get me, don't get me wrong like 
I grew up watching the Spider-Man uh, animated series. Mm-hmm. Like, it would come on right before I got the bus to school. So I watched a lot of that. You know, I'm not a really big comic book guy. Like, but I know that Peter Parker grows, like, fucking, like, six arms. And then he turns into, like, a giant spider mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. and, like I want to see those things. I do. But I just don't know if that's what they're going to do with the movie. It's just, it's just so up in the air. You just, like is, you just is Zendaya gotta, gonna get powers eventually? Like I don't know. You just gotta enjoy it, man. You just gotta sit down and enjoy, yeah, the, exactly. enjoy the ride because that's also when you think about this too, too hard. You stress yourself out. Yeah, but that's also what what you gotta do with the uh, with the what you call it the uh, how, what, that's pretty much the approach they're going with with the promotion and the marketing of the movie because I was I was on Instagram and I I follow Tom Holland on Instagram and I see the official title. And I go like, oh, it's really cool. But then the um, he, but then I go out like, like he, he's pretty much like. There's a comment there from the guy who plays the the best friend Ned, uh, Jake Batalon. And he say, I got a different title. And I went, I go to his Instagram, and there's a different title. Then I go to Zendaya's, and there's a different title. And they were like messing around. And when they revealed the official title, they might not be messing around though. They Marvel might not, has but, uh, been known to give Marvel has been known to give false scripts. Yeah, yeah, to but they're having actors. fun. They're having fun with the marketing. That's what I'm saying. Because when you when you watch the 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 the, the how you call it, the blackboard, the whiteboard with all the the possible options, you had Home Sweet Home. Then you had, for example, one that you were campaigning for. Home worlds, and then there was like something a, a comment saying I wasn't campaigning for. I just saw it and thought it was the freaking. <laughs> but that title. was the one, that's what the, <laughs> that was the one that you were saying. That's gotta be. That's gotta be. That's gotta be. And they were like boring, and I was I just lost it, man. But then you have like Home Alone, which 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 has copyright that would, issues. That would, be, that would be so good. Then you have like, for example, Work from Home, and they were like, if, if they come out with no. Spider Man Four, if they come out with Spider Man Four, and he's trapped in like a Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, like Glass House or whatever, mm. Home Alone would be the best name. For that <laughs> yeah, but then you have one of my favorite was Work from Home, which the comment was, please. No, <laughs> which is like, yes, because that's making fun of the situation of the 2020 situation that we're in right now. But just oh, like I said, what about, what about Peter Parker's days off? Well, you can do that movie, right? You can, you can actually hang out with his girlfriend for a little while. Yeah, pretty much. And there's also another web, a one that says webcamming. And there's a comment that says, keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> and also another comment. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another there's another comment that says needs home in the title pretty much so they're having fun with the title they're having fun with the marketing the promotional uh just sit sit and enjoy wait for the trailer to drop and then so augusto one thing we really season. haven't talked about uh we've been having some fun but the the name of it right mm-hmm. what do you think that means real quick my my theory you want my personal take on it? Uh, no, no, never mind. What I think, well, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I think is that he's having problems to, you know, he's going to have problems to get to his ordinary life after the events of the previous film, right? And if you're involving now, Charlie, Charlie Cox is back. We know this. They, yeah, they, 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 they did casting. Uh, 
casting calls for people to be in courtrooms. Yes. We know Charlie Cox is coming back, so it's pretty obvious that he's going to be his lawyer. Yes, but so also, but basically also the saying fact like, that you're involving someone like a, a character like Doctor Strange, if you're putting him together, it means that he's up up against something really big, right? And obviously, this might connect to the multiverse uh, approach that they're doing now for the MCU for the next phase, but. I think that the No Way Home is just a way, it just basically means that Peter Parker is going to do, he's ha, he has to fight to get back, to get his normal life as both Peter Parker and Spider-Man as he was before the events of Far Away From Home, Far From Home. See, I have a, I have a different take on it. I think, um, No Way Home, right? So mm -hmm. he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to stand in front of a judge. He has a, you know, Charlie Cox is going to be his lawyer. Um, I think, like, if you have J. Jonah Jameson, right? He's on the news. He's like, oh, Spider-Man's a menace. Spider-Man's a menace. Mm -hmm. right? So so the whole world kind of hates Spider-Man right now. And I feel like he's just going to, like, kind of run away. And he can't go back home because, like, everyone hates him so much. Yeah, or he can go home because on May. He could always go home, but I don't think he feels like he can like he just runs away yeah because if he goes home then maybe Aunt May is, is being targeted or something like that but yeah definitely that's going to be like the main uh like the main uh, usually the titles there they have something to do with with this uh not necessarily the the primary story the the main conflict of the story but they do have uh something they do make a reference to it Nope. See, that would be the more emotional way to go about the story, yeah. but what's really going to happen is Dr. Strange is going to open up one of those little fucking circles and be like, Peter, I need you. And he's going to look at Aunt May and be like, I have to go. And then he just leaves. And he can't come back home. Yeah, yeah, of course. But he will come back home. He will. Or something Maybe. Like that. Who, who knows? Now, then there's another news right now. We're sticking, we're sticking with Disney for, for the moment. Now, there's a new report of two new cast members, uh, people that we already know, that people are very are very uh, part of the popular culture that have joined the Star Wars universe. So the first one, which is confirmed, 100% confirmed, is that the actresses, the actress Indira Varma, who was best known for playing Elaria San on Game of Thrones, has joined Obi-Wan Kenobi's series in a secretive role. And then... You have a report saying that the Aladdin actor, Mena Masood, is joining the Ahsoka series as Ezra Bridger. So, uh, I am so pumped about this Ezra casting. Like, I remember, like, I, I, like months ago... Mm -hmm. People saying, like, this guy should play Ezra, and now he is playing Ezra. So I don't know if that's, like, Hollywood's actually listening to the audience nowadays. Like, because we saw, like, when Sonic didn't look good and they changed it. Like, I think they're actually listening to us now. But he he looks just apart for Ezra. Um, and then uh, uh, Indira, um, great actress. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't really say much about it because, you know, I don't know what she's playing in this Obi-Wan Kenobi show. But it's, it's um, also a great addition. And, and it's very, uh, what how you call it, very fun that another Game of Thrones actor 
or in this case, an actress of Game of Thrones is also joining the Star Wars universe. And here's what I'm at. A part of me wants her to be an original character that hasn't, that doesn't have like a definitive end. So maybe she can pop up, pop up in the, in the Mandalorian alongside Pedro Pascal and they're reunited because those one of those, her, their, their characters on Game of Thrones season four, uh, Overeem and Martell and Elias and those are one of my favorite characters of Game of Thrones series. So I would really like for them to, to get back Glory together. No. But there's a rumor and here, are, are you, here's, here's where you, you gotta listen to me, okay? There are rumors going around that she could pr- portray Asajj Ventress in the series, in a flashback. And okay. if they do that, I'm going to be like, yes, that's the perfect casting. That's a character that is long overdue to make her live action debut. And if there's a char- if there's an actress out there who can portray Asajj Ventress, it's uh, Barma, definitely. Well, I'm trying to think right now, right? So if Obi-Wan Kenobi dies on A New Hope and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 70, so she would have to be, I mean, I would assume like the same age. And then Return of the Jedi is probably like, what, like 10 years between the two of them? Like, I don't think they can bring her – because Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi, so I don't think they can bring her back. Yeah, that, that's that that's why that's why I want her to be like an original character. You got, for example, right? She could be a character like a species. Dude, in a in a, per, in a perfect world, that would have been Obi Wan Kenobi's wife, and Ray would have been their kid. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it would have been if Ryan Johnson didn't come and fuck everything up. That probably would have happened. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Definitely, that would be the in a perfect world. Where Disney did not submit it to the, to the, what you call it, the fan, uh, the, the, how you call it, the fan. So let's talk about, let's talk about Ezra for a little bit because I am a huge, uh, Rebels fan. Fan service. And Ezra, and, and, uh, and, uh, Kanan was actually the first comic book I ever bought in my life. Mm-hmm. I, bought episode, I bought issue one and I bought like three, four, five, six. I, I still can't find a second freaking comic book but i'm sure i can order online but uh ezra is a really cool story if you guys don't know ezra was uh he's called the last padawan Mm -hmm. and he was with his jedi master and they were hanging out with the clone troopers and they were like sitting by a campfire and the clone trooper looks away and then Darth city shows up goes or uh uh execute order 66 and they look back and they kill his master, and he kind of like scurries away. Yeah. No, that's Kanan. That's not Ezra. I'm talking about the wrong guy. That's Kanan. So Kanan's like Kanan's the last Padawan. So he meets Ezra, and he knows that he's he's he he's in touch with the Force. Force yeah. And he 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 brings him along. And he doesn't want to be a Jedi master. Like nobody does. Even Yoda didn't even want to be a Jedi master. Like teach Luke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he didn't finish but his Ezra- training. That's the, what that's what makes Kanan more interesting. That he's a reluctant Jedi. He didn't. He has his lightsaber, but he has it like separated on around him. He doesn't want to be. Yeah, he doesn't want. He cannot be a Jedi. Ezra, and when Ezra, when Ezra came back, he was like, he knew he's like, I have to teach this kid. Like, but I, I don't know how. It was a burden. I, 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 I didn't even finish my training. But the the what I like about Ezra, who is the main uh, character about the news, and who's going to be, I hope, I really hope, he's going to be part of the Ahsoka uh, TV series along with Rosario Dawson, is that what I like about Ezra is that he is the contrast of 
Anakin. He's a guy who formed uh, attachment, who had a family, who had support, and he's he's the best example of what the Jedi Order should have been, or on how they should have trained their yeah, students. Yeah, but every 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 Jedi is that at one point, and then they kind of change over time. Not really, because if you look at it differently, if you look, well, no, they do. The, the, the good ones are are like that. If you look at Luke, if you look, even, even like Qui Gon Jinn, like, that, he hated that, that's Jedi. What I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. The great characters, the great Jedi's, Qui Gon, Kanan. Ezra, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Luke, those are the ones that defy the Jedi Order. And even Obi-Wan, he walks in, the, in a line between those two worlds. He's faithful. Obi-Wan's kind of like a yes man, you know, just like, do this, Obi. Okay. But he also... When he gets when he gets to the job, he'll be like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to do this. But he will never question anyone in the Jedi Council. But uh, but when you see him, like, with the... As you were as you got to learn more about his story with Satine, for example, and that he won... He considered... He considered walking away from the Jedi Order. That's what gives him... A, uh, an interesting uh, character development. I'm sorry for that. So, I just had a, like my third cup of coffee. I'm going on overdose. Right, so. <laughs> yeah, try try some water. Um, so <laughs> here's the other question. So in the last episode of Rebels, right, yeah. we see Ezra take these like space whales that can do like light speed. Yeah, and they bring uh, Tarkin. He, he like Thrawn, Thrawn, he tells them Thrawn. Thrawn, sorry, Thrawn. <laughs> and it, it, they they shoot away, right? Yeah. Into the outknown regions. Yeah. That's why this whole conspiracy started when uh, Force Awakens started that Thrawn was Snoke because it was the unknown regions. So that's why this whole thing started. So now he's back. He's with Ahsoka. So he's back from wherever the fuck he went in light speed <laughs> with these whales. So where the hell's Thrawn and why is he back? And most, most importantly, who is going to portray Thrawn? I really would like the, the original character – uh, I don't know his first name, but I know he's Matt Mikkelsen brother, and he voices he he lends his voice for the Rebel series. He should be returning for the character. But the, here's just to, to I feel like I feel like you need a British person to play Thrawn. He's British, I think he's British, or at least he. I, I feel I feel like 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 I mean I know we're gonna get into it later, but like for like Paul Bettany, if he wasn't Vision, would be a good Thrawn. <laughs> But he already played the character from Han Solo, and he's also also available to portray the, that character again in another uh, spin-off series. Or I'm, I'm just trying to think of actors that could. I mean, they'll they'll find somebody. That, well, that's what you don't need add. to look so far. You just go with the original actor, or if, if not him, you could go with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. RDJ, he's excellent with the British uh, accent as well. And there were rumors that he was being considered because the the, the Ahsoka series is being developed by David Filoni and John Favreau. I don't I don't see him. I don't see him as Thrawn. Well, it could it could be interesting. Moving on, so we have a new Superman reboot in the works, and this reboot, this new take, will be a headline by J.J. Abrams is going to produce, and is going to be from writer. And I want I want to get his uh, his name right, Tanahasi Coates. Okay, so just we already know who JJ is. He's better get that name right because he's listening. <laughs> oh no, I, I really want I really want his. Uh, let me just 
period we're at here. <laughs> Tanahasi. His name is Tanahasi. Tanahasi Coates. Okay. Stanley dodged a bullet right yeah, there. Yeah. We, we, home, we got this close to being getting canceled. But here's the thing. When this news came out, uh, Tanahasi or let's just call him Coates, you know, so we don't complicate ourselves. But Coates, he's a very political. Well, in this article, they always refer to him as Mr. Coates. So they didn't want to write his first name. <laughs> well, we're doing the same pretty much here. But here's the, here's the thing. He has done a thoughtful approach when it comes to the superhero universe. And he knows how to examine what it means to hold power, especially for characters who are African-American or, or just black, right? He did his work with Black Panther. And I think this could be a very, uh, if you go with that approach, what it means to have Superman's powers or be as powerful as Superman. What does that mean? What does How does a person with that responsibility thinks which is, I think, which I believe is not something that has been pretty much touched upon, I want to say, since Smallville. So I'm confused. So they're going to recast uh, Superman as a black guy. Uh, uh, what's his name from Creed? Uh, Michael B. Jordan is kind of in the front running to play this guy. Yeah. So we're going to have a black Superman. Is it going to be a straight retelling of, like, he crashes in Smallville? He, you know, was raised by Clark. Yeah, well, I got, I got Ken, the, sorry. I got the, uh, the, the, there are two popular versions of Black Superman. You got Calvin Ellis, who. That's what I heard. Okay. He's pretty much like he was created, uh, during Obama's pre- uh, run term of the presidency. And he was like a combination between Obama and Muhammad Ali in, in his aspect. You know, in that character, uh, manages to become the president of the United States. So that could be interesting. But my favorite version of a black Superman, which I think it's the more, uh, the, the one that we might go with, is a character called Val Saab, which is also another version from Earth 2 uh, comics. And he's the same. He pretty much like landed on, on Smallville but he knows the uh, the House of Val and stuff like that. I, to be honest, I'm not familiar that very much familiar from the comics. I just so like the only thing version. the only thing I'm wondering is yeah. First of all, J.J. Abrams is doing it. Okay, that I I can't tell when J.J. Abrams is attached to the movie. I should be worried or happy because uh, the guy delivers and he doesn't deliver. Yeah, you know, like I I can't figure out like the, the Star Trek movie, like the first Star Trek movie. Great, great movie. It was awesome. And then he does his other movies, and I'm like, oh, what the hell, JJ? Yeah, you know, if, if he's just, like, producing and putting the money. <laughs> like, Super 8, like, Super 8, I was like, oh, man, I'm so into this. And I didn't like that movie. Yeah, and then he does Force Awakens, which is good, but then he comes back for Rise of Skywalker. It, it's not that good. So I get what you're saying, but so far he's Yeah, just... but that was, that was a production nightmare. That was Kathleen Kennedy's fault. That, don't, I don't want to put that on J.J. Actually, no, the first the Force Awakens was a reshoot of New Hope, right? So he didn't really do anything great there. He just – he worships the Bible of of, um, of uh, Steven Spielberg. So he's, he's, he's a clone of that guy. So the Superman reboot, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to do it. It's going to look good. It's going to be – 
It's going to be he's his just, just, just to be clear, right. Just to be clear, man. He's just producing. Oh, he's not directing? No, no. He's just producing the, the title. And he's being involved. He, he made a deal. Oh, that means nothing. <laughs> that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> he, made, he made a deal a few months ago, like last year, at the end of last year, with Warner Brothers, where he was going to produce certain uh, DC properties. So you have the Green Lantern TV series for HBO Max. You have a Constantine and Justice League Dark series as well. And now he's being brought on to do Superman. So, JJ, I don't think he's the right guy to be DC's equivalent to Kevin Feige, you know? Because they've never found the right person for that that position, that, that role on their company. They, they, they don't because have... D, because D, people that read DC Comics are fucking angry. You, 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 you know you've seen DC Comics? They're angry people. You know <laughs> who should off. be in charge of DC movies? Like, in charge of the whole thing? You. No. Kevin Smith. Oh, that's that's a good call. Kevin yeah. Smith should be, because when, when you put somebody oh, yeah. as a fan, a true fan, who knows the lore, who knows... Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age of the of the comics. Do you think that's why Ben Affleck got so stressed out? Because like you know that him and Kevin Smith are like really good friends talking on the phone. He's like, dude, they got me in a Batman suit already shooting people. And he's like, dude, you you can't be doing that. You know, like, do you think they went back and forth while he was playing Batman? Probably. I know they did. Probably. But... No, but Kevin Smith is one of the most lovable persons in the world. And if he's listening to this podcast, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome for the. Oh, he's listening. He's listening. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to come into so, the but, podcast, but before we move on, <laughs> before we move on from Superman reboot, I just want to ask a question. Okay, go ahead. Um, if we're gonna reboot Superman with Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. no, make him black, Asian, white. I really don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know if it's gonna be like the same story. Right, so it's not, it's not going to be whatever. the same story as Clark Kent or. Okay, so it's not the same story. Yeah, yeah. So, I just I feel like I wanted one more movie out of Henry. Cavill, I agree completely. Right? Agree, yeah. Like, like, like I just like because once this movie is in production, that the whole thing's out the window. Everything's out. But the you window. know, they might bring Gal Gadot back as you know Wonder Woman because she was like great mm-hmm. at it, and uh, Ezra Miller, you know, he punched an old lady in Walmart. So I don't know what's going on with that. But I just I, – I wish they would just – I just wanted to – I wanted to see Man of Steel 2. Yeah, it's, it's long overdue. And now we have a, a Supergirl casting in The Flash, which we can talk about in a, in a future episode. But I agree. Henry Cavill, he got the short stick of the Superman gig. Right, he has. He did a good job. Like, he did a good job. I, I have a problem with Zach. I have a problem with Zach Snyder movies. That's just me. You know, we'll talk, like we'll, you all might like it, but but like hold it. He did hold his it, job in that. Hold, hold, hold your hold, hold your Zach Snyder. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Zach Snyder. I'm not talking about okay, Zach Snyder. Okay. I'm just saying Henry Cavill <laughs> did a good job. Yeah, agreed. He did a good job, and it's like now they're gonna shift it to somebody else, and it's like I just wanted like one more movie. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Right now, DC is embracing the multiverse like they do in the comics. If you remember, you have the Infinite Crisis, the Crisis on Infinite Earths on on CW, and you have Ezra. So that's when the Flash like goes through time or something like that. He goes through time. He go and then and you visit different 
parallel universe. But what that uh, what that show did was that the Tim Burton Batman, the Smallville series, the Lucifer series, all of all of the DC content that we've seen over the years, including the the Superman Returns movie, is canon. It counts. We you it it all counts. And that's why you go with, oh, you have Robert Pattinson as the Batman, but you also have Ben Affleck returning as Batman in the Flash movie alongside Michael Keaton's Batman. So you have a, a multiverse like that. So Henry Cavill is doing other other stuff. He's doing the the Witcher. And I really hope he returns for, like uh, like you, I really, I really wish he returns for the Sup- Superman 2 or the Man of Steel 2. Especially after these, the Snyder Cut gets released, and you know that might happen. Like it might happen. this news thrown out the window once that movie comes out, and people like love it, and they'll be like, "Oh, Zack Snyder's back! Henry Cavill's back!" Like and Ben Affleck will be like, "All right, cool. Now there's traction. Like the wheels are spinning. Like we'll bring everyone back. We'll do it again." Yeah, it, it really only matters if like the majority of people like the movie. Like you could have it 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the worst movie of all time, and then still get three sequels out of it. Exactly. It's, public side yeah exactly but you know i agree with you henry cavill should return he he deserves another shot at doing superman the snyder cut doesn't quite count i I see it that way i think he 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 needs like a a new fresh start kind of the same way that jason momoa got with aquaman and you got with shazam and, and you're getting with all the new movies are coming out right but yeah, he's. I'm. I'm excited for the for the news. I hope it's Michael B. Jordan. I also would like to see John Boyega or uh, who else? Mm, who, who who do you assign? So not- so so if Michael B. Jordan is Superman. Does Idris Elba play like his father in like the the Crystal of Fortitude, whatever you call it? Mm-hmm. Does he like show up as like a phantom face and talk to him? Maybe. <laughs> No. <laughs> that, that that is the casting, or Danny Glover, or something like you, that. You put no, you put Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not doing Eddie Murphy. Okay, so before before we close the uh, the news segment of our of this episode, we're just going to go through some snippets here and there with some other news, so we don't just bring you Disney and superhero movies. So first of all, we have the Cobra Kai has started production on season four. We already know the first title, which is going to be. Oh, it's not loading. Okay, it's let's begin. It's going to be the title of the first episode of season four. We are also going to get that Vanessa Rubio, who plays uh, Miguel's mother, has been promoted to main cast along with Peyton List, and once again, is going to be on Netflix. Then we have that the sequel to Hobbs and Shaw with Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, right now it's on hold. We are not going to see a, a sequel until pretty much, pretty much Johnson's schedule gets clear. Schedule. How, how do you pronounce it? Schedule. Schedule. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce it, and that's going to be the title of the of this episode. That's fine. And, but it's understandable, you know, because he has a lot of different movies right now. Well, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to you want to start on Cobra Kai? Yeah, let's go with Cobra Kai first. 
Okay, so uh, season four begin uh, productions begin. Um, I guess so. Have you watched uh, Cobra Kai? Yep, big fan. Okay, so I I am too. I'm I'm a huge Cobra Kai fan. My buddy told me to watch it. And I was like, dude, I'm not watching that Cobra Kai thing. And he was like, dude, I'm telling you, you got to watch it. So I look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, 100. percent I'm like, what? And then I watch it, and it's basically, if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, they do this episode where. Daniel's son is actually the bad guy, always trying to hit on Johnny's girlfriend. And they play on that, mm-hmm. and now the roles are reversed, and he's a bad guy, he's the good guy, but they're still good guys. But at the end of season three, they come together, and they they do a dojo together because they finally get along. And um, so you said, what was the episode called? Uh, let's Begin. Let's Begin. So that's the perfect episode to get into the new season. Like, we're all together, let's begin. Um I have a theory that my friend mentioned to me. So Peyton List, right? Yeah. She's like really good at karate for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. My friend thinks that her mother is Hillary Swank uh, at, from Karate Kid 3. It's... Now, Hillary Swank has been doing a lot of Netflix movies lately. Uh, so it's, it's. I know that they were trying to – they're not – close to the idea of getting her into the show. But in season three, you see painless character taking care of her mom. Cause she's sick. She's like bringing her soup or something like that, but you never see her face. I'm telling you that's a placeholder. It's going to be Hillary Swank. It might be Hillary or it might be another main character that we know. I honestly prefer if you weren't a main character from the Miyagi verse or however they want to call it. Because I, they've been doing that the whole season. That's, they brought that's back my the point. guy from Karate Kid 2. That's my point. I don't want them to rely too much on that. That's what the show is, though. It's nostalgia. That's all the show is. Well, yeah, but also you got here, like, for example, I don't know. I think that you should, like, do something a little bit more, like, um, I don't know. This isn't like an original TV show, dude. This is all nostalgia, all like bring everyone back. This is like this is like when they reboot like Saved by the Bell, like you bring all the characters back. Uh, but but you already did did bring the characters back with the uh, with with uh, with Daniel Larusso with uh, with Johnny, and then you got Chris, and then you're gonna get the bad guy from from uh, Karate Kid Three, and then we got the 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 characters from Okinawa. So you already brought all the characters that you have to bring, right? But the good, the good part of all of this is that the original takes on the original characters like Miguel, like uh, Daniel's daughter and Hawk and all of the other characters, the original characters, that's where, that's where I like the, the but, story. But Hillary, Hillary Swank would be like a bomb, right? So it's like you can do this stuff. Like we've seen this, like these kids talking, interacting, Hulk coming back to the good side, actually the bad side. But like you still need like a like you know how when Crease came in, like it was like a bomb, like, oh shit. Like you need like another character like Hillary Swank to come in and like jolt the franchise. Because most of the episodes are dealt with these kids like dealing with you their know, thing. I'll, like, say, I'll, say this. In school. I'll, I'll say this as my final comment. It would be interesting because in the Miyagi verse she was Miyagi's second student. So she's technically by, let's say, uh, Japanese culture. She's technically Daniel Sands sister under, because 
they are te- they are students from the same teacher, so they are siblings from the same teacher. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think it would be a no brainer to bring her back because we are, like I just said, you already brought Crease back. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no more bombs left in this show. Like, you need one more thing to be like, they need a fifth season, so they need something to like jolt the audience's attention uh, to that. And um, Augusto, there's something you wanted to talk about today, and I don't have a lot to. <laughs> yes, I was. With- I'm in on it. Okay, okay, but it's a. Uh, Okay, so, so, so you, 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 Julia Roberts yeah. and and Clooney yeah. are making a new movie, and yeah. you're really hyped about it. So you can go. Okay, so George Clooney and <laughs> Julia Roberts are making a movie directed by the guy who made Mamma Mia two, and it's basically going to be a movie for all moms and me. <laughs> I'm so excited. They're pretty much bringing all Parker who did the Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and also directed one of my favorite movies, the best exotic Marigold Hotels movies, right? So this is like Mama movie madness. You're getting Clooney, you're getting Roberts, and the the film, it's called Ticket to Paradise. So here's the premise. It's pretty much Clooney and Robert characters as a divorced couple they go, they're going to Bali because they want to stop their daughter from making a similar mistake, right? That they made 25 years ago. And it's already predictable. You already know that the characters are going to go. It's like a ride along movie and they, they run out of gas and stuff like and that. And they're going to re-fall in love again, baby. I'm just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. No, but it's also because you got. Clooney and and Roberts, they are amazing together. Amazing. You have uh, you have them on Oceans Eleven and Twelve. You have them on Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and then you have Money Monster. They are one of the few Hollywood uh, friends. They're best friends in real life, but they are one of the few characters. Well, sorry, actors that work so well together. Is a, it's a stupid news. It's a stupid movie with one of the, with a, a, an okay director, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be with my popcorn and I'm going to be in a film, in a film theater post vaccine filled with moms <laughs> and daughters. And it's going to be awesome. You're invited too if you want to come, Kyle. I'll, 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 hey, I'll, you the I'll, fly, I'll fly down to Mexico. Oh, no, I'll, I'll fly movie. to New Jersey. So is this, <laughs> is, is this movie, is this movie just a paycheck? Like did Hell Robert yeah. just like, did he call? Yeah, did Julia like uh, did, did like Clooney call Julia and be like, "Yo, I got this movie. They're gonna pay us like fucking you know a quarter million dollars. Knock it out real quick." You think that's what they? It doesn't matter, man. It's it's still it's it's just it's really not a passion project, right? Like they, they don't care about it's this. it's just pure. Like, it's not. I'm not expecting. It, I'm not <laughs> expecting it to be the next when Harry met Sally or not. If it is. I'm okay. It's it's great, but I'm just looking forward to it. I know it's going to be predictable, but it's so. Do you think when they do these they do these movies where like they fall in love, mm-hmm. like Clooney's mad at his wife, Julie's mad at her husband? <laughs> like, let's get together and like let's make a romantic movie so I can feel good for like once in my life. Ah, uh, well, that's that's what I'm saying. When they are best friends in real life, so one of the things is that when they. Mm, 
pretty much when when they're together, you know, they they their chemistry their chemistry is felt, and you see it and you enjoy it. That right, so uh, Augusto uh, Hobbs and Shaw is, too is on hold. Yeah, that's another another news. Um, I don't think this is really much news because I think everything's on hold right now. But I think that it's pretty much on hold because Dwayne Johnson, who is right now one of the biggest movie stars in the world, he's just busy because he has a lot of movie right now in his agenda. The next movie He's been signing contracts like five years ago that he didn't know he actually had to show up to. But like he has like the what is it, Jungle Jungle Treasure Island, Jungle Cruise, whatever it's called. Like he he'd been signing contracts mm-hmm. once he hit it off like Jumanji. So he's really in the hole. Yeah, but well, overall, I think uh, it's understandable. I I enjoy the movie. I do want to see the sequel, but I understand that they're waiting for the for Dwayne's schedule to to clear up out a bit because he's doing right now Black Adam. So focus on that movie. Focus on your tequila. Focus on your Under Armour franchise brand, and then do the Hobbs and Shaw film. You know, I, see, anyway. I, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't have really cared about this movie topic because I'm not a fan of the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, but I actually did like Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, me too. And I think that's why the studio went that way. That's why Vin Diesel like got all pissed because like we're taking Fast and the Furious and we're going with Hobbs and Shaw from now on, and he couldn't be involved with it because Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock they don't get along at all. So supposedly, I, I think, supposedly they already make amends. Supposedly, but who knows? Yeah, but dude, I could be mad at you forever and like fist bump you and be like, "All right, bro, we're cool," but I'm still mad at you. <laughs> okay, well, we, we gotta get with another with another topic because we already wasted 40 minutes in talking about news, and we still gotta get to our main topic of the day of the conversation right now. And Kyle, the first. Miniseries, the first series of the MCU already concluded. WandaVision is out there the entire season, the entire, all nine episodes. You can watch them already, uh, back to back. But we wanted to do a review, but then we go, you know what? Let's do a, a recap of the series itself. So you start. Go ahead. What, what did you like about the, right. of the series and what did, didn't you like? All right, so my overall thing real quick, what I'm going to talk about is I actually, I loved the series. I did not like the finale. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. But this isn't like a Game of Thrones finale where it's like I should have never watched this show to begin with. Like it's not that bad. Like it's a good episode, but it's like it just wasn't. So basically Augusto said something to me the other day. Where he's like, I hope they don't cram enough stuff in the last episode to make up for everything they did in the first eight episodes. And I think they did kind of, but then I was like, maybe this show is just like kind of a gimmick. It was like an idea. You know, I was like, let's do like sitcom episodes, blah, 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 and then cram everything together in the last like three episodes. Mm. Um, Scarlet, I see, I don't know enough about the MCU to speculate on what's going to happen or what did happen, but I'm just left with questions, and I guess it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I would say one 
a great TV series. Yeah. Like definitely worth a watch. Yeah. I, I want to, even though, the, even though I didn't like the last episode, still a good watch. I, I want to touch upon the like three supporting actors that we, I don't, I don't think we talked about them um, too much in the other episodes on the previous episode of the podcast. Uh, Catherine Hahn, Randall Park, and Tiana Perry's and Kat Dennings. Their, their work here, we, we talked about Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany's doing a fantastic job portraying the characters when they were in the sitcom eras and then when they when they were peeling the layers of the reality and how they, how we were go- getting closer to the characters that we already knew. But the other, the supporting cast were really great, especially Catherine Hahn. I think that she stole the show. Well, Kat- Catherine Hahn is good in everything she does. I agree. She's, she's, she's agree. a very and, under underrated, and she's going to be back too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's definitely going to going to be back, and I'm glad. I'm also I'm also glad we're 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 going to spoil the the episode for everyone who's listening. So if you want to like fast forward to let's say uh, I don't know 15 minutes, go ahead. But one of the things I'm glad that we're still going to get more out of these characters. We're still going to get more of Tejana's, Paris, uh, Monica Rambo. We I hope we see more of Randall Park because there were even. Uh, yeah, it did set a lot of stuff up, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think, but that's pretty much what the NCU does. They bring characters from previous movies or TV series, and they just use them to further their their storytelling. You know, we got to see Kat Dennings again, and she was great again. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Randall Park uh, series where he's Jimmy Woo solving cases. Make make Randall Park a superhero because that guy is so good in everything he does. He if he's comics, in a Marvel movie in the, or like fresh off the boat, like Randall Park is such a good actor. Yeah, he's very likable. He but in the comics, Jimmy Woo, he's kind of like the 007 of of the Marvel universe in some ways. He's like very he's very much like Nick Fury. He he's very secretive. He solves cases, things that nobody else can solve, and he's willing to do whatever's necessary. He's a very darker character, but the way that Randall Park portrays the character on the MCU is very entertaining, very wholesome. He's very sarcastic. Like everything he says, you just want to laugh at. One of the things that I loved about the series, Kyle, was the attention to detail throughout every single episode. Even even with the previously on One Division, it goes like. Previously on One Division, then he goes. Previously on One Division, previously on One Division, previously on One Division. So they, there's still a lot of stuff left on the table about this show. Yeah, that wasn't answered. So why was it a broadcast TV show? We don't know. They say it's like reminiscent of the Big Bang, and like she did a Big Bang. Like we won't know that. We don't know why Vision didn't tell her before he died that there. There is a real vision out there. Why did but she tell already know that? that? She saw she saw him white vision, and he was crushing her her head. My theory is that right now her priorities are to learn her, her learn more about her powers, and now their, her new priority is I need to get my kids back some way that doesn't harm the general population, and then I'll go see what what's the matter with that so, vision, white vision. Okay, so, thing. so we're ju- we're jumping around right now. So 
you think that when she was in that cabin, mm-hmm. right, and she's sitting there drinking tea, mm-hmm. but she's also in the other room reading that book, right? Yeah, with her um, her prediction. So, so all right. So you think it's like a Doctor Strange thing where she can Definitely. like I mean, live fact, her I'm, life I'm, and then and then and then study on the side? Okay, okay. So you think that she's reading that book to try to get her kids back? Yeah, absolutely. That's why she hears. That's why she hears her kids yelling. Okay, but she's not reading for vision but vision's out there like it makes no sense like i, I don't know she has like she, vision could she, vision could have told her vision's alive go get him and she could have found him in a minute but i think it's implied man because if you don't see if she didn't see the white vision destroyed into pieces after the final battle then she's got okay i know that vision is around there but right now my priorities is that i need to get my vision he's not my vision right the vision i love but I got, I gotta know, I gotta learn a way to control my powers so it doesn't harm people because I don't, I don't want to be a villain. I don't want to hurt people. And I also. And Agatha, Agatha did say that, like, once she became the Scarlet Witch, she opened up a, uh, something that she's, that's why I think they're, they're going with Scarlet Witch as like, kind of like the Phoenix. I said it in the last episode, but like, I think this is kind remind of like a Phoenix me, story. Remind me to send you a meme about that because I saw something. I saw a meme. I took a screenshot. So remind me when we finish recording to send you the, the meme. So because it's, it's, it's exactly what you're saying right now there. But there's one, one thing I want to comment, which I also love. I love when the, when you get the classic costumes redesigned and brought to life in the MC, especially. So what, what did you think? What did you think about Scarlet Witch's costume? It's, I loved it. I loved it. It was, it's, I love curly hair, everything. I loved it because I've waited a long time to see the actual costume from the comics with the tiara and everything. And I always love the, let's say the modern touch or take that, the costume designers in the MCU give to the to their respective costumes, right? Because it makes more sense. It makes sense that Hulk has like a, a an expandable uh, briefs instead of the of the classic purple uh, shorts. It makes I, I like how Thor armors look and all of that. And MCU Kevin Feige knows how to adapt costumes and how to adapt the the look that the characters have, right? Like, for example, one of my favorite ones is Spider-Man's costume with the mask and how the eyes, they move, right? And, and they express themselves and the, the justification that they got for that, uh, for how, why those eyes move, like, and they can get, they can get the different shapes that you're used to seeing in the comics. Mysterios. And that's what, Mysterios is that's one thing best. Kevin Feige is like really good at, right? So it's like, so Spider-Man, right, like when he first started doing it, he had like goggles and like a hoodie yeah. and like, you know, like a sweatshirt and stuff like that. And it was like, well, how the hell does this guy make – like if you watch the like Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man with Tony McGuire and Andrew Garfield, they create their own suit. There's no way these guys create their own suit. Exactly. So, when you, but, so you bring this guy and it's like Tony Stark can build it. Like, All right, cool. But that's not the way the comics work. What is – it works. So it's like – Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, okay, it makes log- complete mm-hmm. sense. But I loved it when it, when she came out and, and everything. It was a very sa- a very satisfying moment for me. And basically, you know, I think that the only thing that I didn't like about the series 
and it's actually not a not a, an objection to the series itself. It's more the only thing I didn't like was the the marketing around the the series because, like you said, it's a great TV series, which it could have never ever been a movie. And the fact that they stick to we're going to do a mini series on Disney Plus worked so well. But I also didn't like the marketing or everything surrounding the series, including our fan theories. I think they thought it was itself. No, but I didn't like the marketing because you go, you have Paul Bettany saying we have a special cameo like Lucas Skywalker, and it's it's yeah, he just that never happened. And he's just trolling us. And then you yeah. go Tiana Perry saying, "Wait till so, wait till you see the the astrophysic engineer." And it's nobody. All right, so I, I have like I have like two ideas real quick that I need to get off my chest. Okay, go ahead. All right, first of all, when Wanda erases everything and she's staying in her house and it's the foundations around her, did you know the foundation actually looks like an M? I'm, I'm, I want to see that. One second. No, you, you have to watch it again. <laughs> she's standing there and the foundation is down. It's like cinder blocks around the house when she first showed oh, up. I, I didn't see it that. Kind of resem- it kind of resembles an M. And I noticed, I knew you said something like the house of M. <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, that's, I think that's where they're going with it. Uh, second of all, um, all right, so Mephisto never showed up, right? Yeah. So I did a little bit of research, and Mephisto, the kids are actually a, a part of his soul, yes. like both arms. Yes. So that's why she can hear him, right? With the kids screaming, like, help us, help if us. You, if, you th- so, if you think about it, if you think about it, the Wanda's reality, all of the residents, they already existed. They already, they were already part of the real world. Yeah, but she made them. Exactly. But no, she just altered their mind and just altered their their. No, no, I'm talking about the kids. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So she mentions that Vision is the part of the mind stone that's inside. Exactly. So my theory is that you cannot create something out of thin air. You got to take an energy source from somewhere. And in the in this case, the kids they were like independent and they had powers and all of that. They were they were thinking by the, by themselves. If you if you remember, they were like, you know what, we're, we 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 want to grow up. We we're five years old, but we not now we want to be eight yeah, years di- old. Di- didn't didn't they say something where it was like, uh, you can't tell us what to do, mom, or something yes, like yes, that? They, she it, doesn't it control so... them. She's yeah, she's like like they're independent. They have their own mind, etc. Basically, they have their own souls, right? But you need an energy source. To create something, to create life. So, I think that, like in the comics, she unwillingly took energy from Mephisto, and that's how they got created. And once she destroyed the world, they went back to Mephisto. But their souls already exist. So, in the post-credit scenes, when she hears their, when she hears them shouting, she goes like, "I, I gotta find a way to bring them back." So, I wasn't expecting to see Mephisto. In the in the series, to be honest, as, as the episodes went along, well, there, I, there was still that phone call that they made. Like, I know a guy, and they, they got Monica Rambo. That like, like it, it turned out truck. To be, it, who, it, it wasn't nobody. who was that guy, and who is who is the missing person case in the first place? And Vision's body was never stolen. So why was he so apprehended? Like, why was he so like? Why did he want to go in there and get? Because he kept saying, like, oh, if there's, like, $18 billion of vibranium in there, like, I need to get it back. But it's not there. He has the vision. 
So those what, what's he going in there for? That's that's what I'm what that's one of the things I'm saying that I didn't like. That one of the things surrounding the the TV series with I think that with every MCU project series or movie, you get a lot of fan theories. But I think that with WandaVision, there was a special case because I think that the fan theories were even wilder and bigger than previous films and projects. Even I, I'll, I'll dare to say that they were even bigger than Endgame, right? And the fact that they didn't, I think, I, I think the, the moral of the story is that just sit down and enjoy the show. You can have your fan theories, but also be prepared to be disappointed. No, if I were to sit down and enjoy my show, I'll watch Transformers. But like when you go to the Marvel Universe, like the stuff has to connect. Like they said that it was going to connect to the Doctor Strange too. Doctor Strange, and yeah, uh, it did. It didn't. It didn't. I think that one of the the here here's the thing. I think that another. Uh, I think I can call it the MCU effect. As I was seeing the the TV series, this, every episode, I got a little bit of more love for the previous films, especially, for example, Age of Ultron, right? Because Age of Ultron was, like, really hated by, by fans. But once I saw WandaVision, I said, like, you know what? I'm seeing, I'm seeing Age of Ultron on a new light. So I think that that's one of the... I didn't mind Age of Ultron. I just didn't think Ultron was a good character. But that, that's, that's, the general, like, that's the general... It was, like, kind of whiny and, like, oh, come on, guys. Like, that's not what Ultron's supposed to be, right? Yeah, but that's the general idea that the people, that fans have about the movie, that it wasn't that good. That's all Joss Whedon, like, joking around stuff, too. Yeah, it has his moments, and I think it's a good movie. I think it's essential to the MCU. And now that I saw WandaVision, I appreciate it even more. So I think that as the MCU is expanding, you do need to see all of it to really appreciate it, right? Not necessarily all of it, yeah. but you do need to see what happened before in order to to care about the characters and also to appreciate it. And in this case, we already saw the everything that happened with uh, with Wanda on the, on her show. So when Doctor Strange two comes out. I'm already caught up. I already care. I already want to see what happens, right? Because it's going to lead into it. The fact that the the last scene that we see her on is very reminiscent of Doctor Strange he, in his astral projecting, like he's in his yeah. Movie, they use his music too as well. Then that that gives you a lot. They say that's Doctor Strange, right? And then it's already confirmed. But also when you see the the trailer for Doctor Strange, whenever it comes it comes out this year or next year, they're going to include footage of Wanda and then you're going to go, oh, I want to see that. Or you're going to go, oh, I need to see WandaVision before I watch the movie. But that's... I don't think... I don't think you'll have to do that. Um, anyway, Augusto, um, we have to move into our main topic. Yes. Uh, would you like me to take this? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, when is it okay to switch a character's race or gender? Um... Uh, you want to go with this? <laughs> yeah. So pretty much what, what we're talking about here, I was talking with a, I went with a, with a friend uh, on a dinner date with a friend of mine 
and we got into a not a, not not into a fight. We just like are like uh, an argument, uh, a friendly argument about that she was angry that Disney casted a black girl as the Little Mermaid, and she was saying that it's not necessary. Oh my God. And we got into that, and that's <laughs> something else also that that I got with one of my best friends here who also went to film school, that the, it's the same arguments that we've seen here before and we heard many times. And the thing about that, you would think that Latinos will be in support about a colored person having the spotlight, but I, I even... Latinos are like, no, he should be white. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you, you should be you should be supporting the other team, not the other way around. Well, I mean, you're kind of black and white, so. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the beauty on it. But here, here's what I don't, well, here's, here's, here's the thing. There's, there's actually a term which is, which, which is, it's applied to whitewashing called, and I'm not joking. No, no, no. I I understand what you're talking. About. Yeah, but the, they uh, they take characters and they they make them white. Yeah, but there's a word for that, and it's called race bending. And it's it's race bending is described as the changing of a character's perceived race or ethnicity during the adaptation of a work from one medium to another. So so okay. Uh, if I if I could chime in real quick. Yeah, go right? ahead. I think 99.9999 repeating percentage of the times changing race and gender is good. I don't care. When Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan was cast as Johnny Storm mm-hmm. in Fantastic Four Dick or whatever like, the movie was called. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking – people went nuts and was like, oh, Johnny Storm's not black. And I'm like, okay. Like if you, if you have to post that on Facebook and yell about it, I'm unfriending you. Like it's just – <laughs> I, I don't understand. Well, so if you want to change races or change gender in anyone, I really don't care. I only care about who's the actor that will do the best job to portray him. If you want to reboot Star Wars and make Luke Skywalker black and then remake a whole movie, if the movie's bad, I just won't watch it. If the movie's good, I got a new movie to watch. Exactly. That's, that's a great that's a great thing. So so the only thing I'm saying is like that 99.9 that that 0.00001% is is iconic characters, right? So it's like you can't make Black Panther white. Well, here's here's the thing. I'll I'll, I'll read you a uh, I'll I'll read you a quote right now. There's an article from the Houston Press written by Jeff Rohner. I think that's how he pronounced it. That says Five arguments people make about switching a character's gender race. Five bullshit arguments that people make. So the first argument is that being race gender is inherent to the character. So sometimes this is true. Like, for example, Steve Rogers. It's it's comic book movies, though. You can play with this stuff. You can change things. But I think it, it depends. On when when you do you when do you apply the the change? For example, Steve Rogers at the time, the character of a white guy, uh, being the the the, the say the, the 
the main focus that the U.S. military were looking for to be their their poster child for the war during the Second World War. Sorry, so during the Second World War Two. Okay, so you're talking about period pieces, right? Yes, but here's here's okay, what so. here's what the guy says here. But if you change Steve Rogers into let's say a black guy, right? It, you have a, a better, you have a more interesting story. So if the question is when is it acceptable to change the race of the character or the gender, it's if it's the the answer that I, that I got here on Google and the, on different communities is are you are you contributing or are you adding into the story of the character itself? So let's say that we switch Captain America. World War Two, right? From a white guy to a black guy, and this is true. This is yeah. This is, this it, is doesn't, true it doesn't make sense. No, no, it no. Make it sense, makes, right? makes sense. It makes sense because in during the during the Second War, they the U.S. military they hire or they got black people to do experiments on them because at that time they were like it's more affordable. To, to use black people as experiment subjects if we want to, to cure diseases or anything else instead of using white guys. So if you take a black guy and you say, you, do you want to be part of the super soldier serum, serum or project to go to the, to Germany and fight Nazis? Will you, will you, will you uh, be part of the, will you enlist on the army? And then you go to the question, would they would they even promote yeah, yeah, I mean, would they even promote the character the black character in movies and movie reels to promote and encourage well, of course, of course they would. all right you're throwing a lot at me so i need to i need to talk a okay bit. okay go ahead so I'm sorry I okay so it's the coffee no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> if i can okay so yeah i understand like the experiments blah 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 but they needed to make in a captain captain america movie first like, yeah. they had to make that movie they could have made that movie. What you pitched would have been a really cool. I, I, I would watch that movie. I really mm-hmm. would. But they had to make a Captain America movie first. You got to make these movies first, right? So, what? So, what I'm trying to get at is, I think you can change race and everything. So, like, I, I know he said no about Captain America, but you're, you're probably right. Like that, that does seem like a good twist on things. I, that would be cool to watch. But, like, if you take a character like Black Panther, mm-hmm. you can't make him white. Well, here's the, here's one of the things. The guy... No, you no, 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 no. You cannot make that character white. He's the first character to show up in comics as a black man. He's called mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing back but then. Here's... Probably should call him Panther. But when I went to the theaters to watch Black Panther, uh-huh. it was... Dude, like... Everyone said, like, oh, Black Panther is a really good thing for the black community. And I was like, all right, whatever. This is a superhero movie. I, I really didn't care. Mm-hmm. When I walked into that theater, dude, it was a ton of, like, you know, black people, like, African. And, and they were like, so happy. Like, they were high-fiving each other. Mm-hmm. They were watching the movie. They had a blast. When the movie ended, they, were, they all jumped up and they clapped. And I was like, yeah. wow, this really is important to them. Exactly. So, and I, I agree with uh, them. I, I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant. You know, so I'm, I'm a white guy, you know. So, but, like. You cannot turn a character like Black Panther to a white guy. You yeah, can't here's, do that. here's one of the bullshit arguments that the guy here from the Houston press says that every people 
says says and they try to justify their their reasoning for keeping the character white the, here's one of the in in support of your comment they turn nick fury black uh, nick fury black what are you talking about yeah yeah but here here's one one of the uh in, it, this is to contribute to your to your comment one of the arguments that dumb people say is oh yeah well then how about a white version of this black character and what the guy says is you know what Go ahead, try it. I dare you to to make a Black Panther white. And what he says is that what's going to happen is that you might find a guy. Let's say that. Let's say that because let let's be honest. For example, I don't. Uh, if people didn't know, Charlize Theron, she's from South Africa, right? So let's say that we 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 take a guy from South Africa, a white guy, right? He's still African, technically. And we put him on the role as king of Wakanda, an entire black community, right? So let's say that the story is about a guy like that trying to hold the oh, position. Oh, no, field day with that. Yeah, but here's 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 how he he puts it on. Let put a white guy as the king of a black country like Wakanda, and the story. If you can put a story about him trying to hold that position of power, especially today in today's world. You're going to run into the same con logical conclusion that white people, uh, yeah, all will, black people, yeah, yeah. basically he into quote yeah. into quote the writer. What a struggle it would be a white black so actor trying to hold that title that title in a country full of people of a different race. But I suspect so there the reason, was a let, let me finish here. There was an argument. Okay, sorry. Let me finish here. But I suspect the reason you won't do these things because when you do so, you'll be forced to admit how women and other races have had it have had it in pop culture over the years. So that's that's pretty much right there. White people have had privilege in Hollywood in in entertainment for years. They have taken roles for years. Even John Wayne, at a certain point, got casted at Genghis Khan a Mongolian historical figure, and nobody commented that. <laughs> nobody said anything. Because here's the truth. If you decide to take Luke Cage, Blade, uh, Falcon, Black Panther, Storm, whatever black or, or any race or gender, if you decide to change them, you go like, okay, I'm going to make Catwoman, Catman, Okay, like, but what's going to be her struggle then? What's, what's going to be the struggle for that male character? He's going to be just like any other burglar that has ever been portrayed on the movies or on the series. The point of, of Selena Kyle being a, a Catwoman is that she was abused. She was like, like killed. At a certain point, depending on, on your iteration, but she's defying the system and she's rebelling against the patriarchy or something like that, right? And also because for her, especially if you switch her her race from the white lady that she was originally as, and you put her as a black or as a Latina, as they've done in certain and modern, it doesn't matter though. It matters. No, it matters because a black woman was trying to make her way into the world and if she especially if she has a criminal record 
Well, Wait, so you're saying that if, if, if Catwoman was black, it would upset you? No, no, no. I'm saying it would be better. You can, you can, that's what I'm saying. Oh. That's, that's my point here. <laughs> if the question is, when can you, when can you change the race or gender of a character, right? Especially a very a, a popular character. If the question is that, when can you do that? Is the answer will be, well, if you're changing, if you're making that change, would you care if Hawkeye was a girl in the Marvel MCU? That depends. The question will be: Are you are you giving me something to? Are you? Adding, I mean, does Hawkeye really have? Does Hawkeye really have anything other than that his fa- his family at the ranch? He could he could easily be a girl, right? So he could be a Hawkeye girl character. Like, would that upset you? No, he wouldn't upset me. But as long as you. As, as long as you contribute something into the character's story, then yes, go ahead, right ahead. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you take Catwoman... I mean, Hawkeye doesn't really have much of a story, though. So it's like, so these side characters you don't really care about, right? But it's like Batman, Superman, Thor. Like, you cannot change these characters, right? Here, here's the thing. For example, let me, let, me, let me give you an example now that you mentioned Batman. Right now in the comics, the new Batman, he's black. And his costume... Instead of having like his face exposed, he's have he's wearing like a full mask and he's not showing. So you don't know if he if he's white, black, Asian. You don't know. He's a symbol. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the point. But <laughs> imagine, imagine, especially after last year, twenty twenty, right? If you if you're a cop in Gotham City. Right, and you see that Batman is a black guy. Imagine how the police in Gotham City are going to treat are, are going to treat uh, are going to to be with the black community in Gotham. There's a full face shield, so he doesn't have to. Exactly, that's what he, that's what he's wearing color. right now in the comics. And I think for me that makes total sense because right now the political uh, climate right now, especially against black people, is that if you're just walking down the street. They're going to stop you if you have, if you have nice clothes. Uh, on. Let's let, let's 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 uh, let's not get too much into this, okay? But, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Like, let's not get. I don't like politics. You know that. Um, let's. <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. All right. Let's uh, let's get into our weekly recommendations. Well, but, 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 well, before before we 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 finish up here with the. Uh, with the pot, with the topic, okay. Uh, I'm so, sorry if I got a little bit excited with the political. Again, it's the coffee, right? Uh, the thing about the race, gender. If the question is, should it be done? Should it be allowed? Yes, it should be allowed because there are a lot of white white people have had control over storytelling for many years and people of color and women have only started to be part of the I think that I think that whole thing has changed, man. Like we're moving in the right direction right now. That, like you're seeing it right now. Yeah, no, like, every every movie you watch, like even like hosts on Saturday Night Live, like stuff like that. Like even if you watch commercials, like they show like progressive or 
uh, progressive auto or stuff like that. It's like more black families in their commercials. Cause they're like, Oh shit, black lives matter. We need to put black people in our commercials. So we look good, get ahead of the story. So I'm not saying that they're right. They're doing it for like publicity, but like they're moving in the right direction. No, I, I agree. But I think that you can do it as long as you contribute something to the story, especially if it's a popular character, right? Like, for example... No, I, see, I don't care about that, right? Like, they, they made Johnny Storm black, and they and Michael B. Jordan was like, oh, we were adopted. All right, cool, fine, whatever, go on with the movie. Like, I don't care. Well, like, I don't actually, the story of why the guy's black. Actually, actually, uh, Josh Strang, he wanted to do a full black family but the studio, he did. I, I actually heard about that. Yeah, yeah. But the studio was like, "No, you cannot make Sue Storm black." So if you want to do the movie, you gotta hire a white actress. And what's ironic about that is that years earlier, like ten years before that, you you cast Jessica Alba, who identifies or is mostly commonly identified as a Latina, as Sue Storm. So you already done it. So I don't. I. When I heard about that, I was like, well, well, why, why, is a, why is that a problem? Right? And I agree it, with you. We're it moving it on makes the, no sense. We're, yeah, we're moving on the right direction. I enjoy the, the look it up, people. If you're listening, look, it up, look up the article if you're interested in learning more about it. It's on the Houston Press. Idris Elba Five. plays Sherlock Holmes. Bam. Yeah, go ahead. So would, would, That'd be a great movie. Yeah, I agree. But uh, here, here's the name of the article, so you can read it again. I'll, I'll send you the link, Kyle, as well. And the, it's called Five Bullshit Arguments People Make About Switching a Character's Gender, gender Slash Race. It's a great article. Makes a ton of sense, right? And, you know, uh, as long as you're making a good movie, like you said, Kyle, Go ahead, do whatever you want. No, if it's an expression. Dude, hire, somebody... hire a guy, hire a, a girl to play a guy, right? So you, when you go to like watch Broadway uh, stuff, right? Like there are mm -hmm. women playing guys or a guy playing women, and it works on the on the play screen. Like when you're watching a play, but when you go to your home or a theater, you can kind of see it. So I don't understand why I'm distracted from that thing because it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me anyway. When I watch it on TV, I'm like, wait, what, what, what's going on? When I watch it in a play, it, it, it doesn't matter because it all happens so fast. Yeah. So who, who cares? I agree. I completely agree. And, and I think after 20 years of doing the, this podcast, we're going to get recasted as well. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going yeah, to get I, recasted. Dude, well. I, I hope whoever uh, recasts me is jacked as hell. <laughs> I, I want to be recasted as uh, as as a Muslim for the, for after the twenty year revival of the Electric Movie Podcast because here and here's one of the things I love about uh, you know you know the saying that when a Muslim says hi to another Muslim right it's salam alaikum right have you have you I'm guessing you've heard it at, at some point in the Where movies or TV series this. right. It, it's not bad. It's not bad. But what Salam Aleikum translates to peace be upon you. I think that's just beautiful, man. The fact that 
If you say hello oh, to somebody, god. I thought you were fighting with Muslim people. I was like, oh no, god, no, 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 no. <laughs> you were like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, where is going? Where is going? No, no, no. I think I was like, I was like, Augusto's racist. What the fuck? No, I, I need, I need peace in my life constantly. With med- I do meditation once a week. I do yoga, but if I'm going to be recasted, I want somebody that the first thing that they say to you in their hello is that peace be upon you. And the answer to that is Aleiku Salam is peace be upon you as well. That's just beautiful, man. That's just like, I mean, that's, that's just precious, man. To wish so who are you recasted as? I'm, I just already say I, I, I want to be a, a, a Muslim woman, a powerful, independent Muslim you, woman. You don't have a in a, twenty. You years. don't have a, <laughs> no, a character. So I would be recasted as Jack White because they just like him. So, <laughs> <laughs> from the, right. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're, we're we're moving on with our now. We can move on to our weekly recommendation. Uh, what is it that you were going, that you were, uh, uh, what was your weekly recommendation for this week episode? You go first. Okay. So during our first episode on COVID watch, uh, one of this, one of the documentary series that I talked about is a Netflix documentary called somebody fit Phil. And this is about the, the series pretty much follows the creator of the Phil Rosenthal, who is the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. And he's, is the show about this funny, wholesome, uh, peaceful guy going around the world to different cities around the world and just eating and having the time of his life. If you're, if you're being stressed, if you're feeling stressed about work or about life or anything, I highly recommend that you watch the series. I started watching it again because I'm doing a project that involves uh, a, a documentary style of about food. So I, okay, went, so I is went, it, do you cook so much that you like don't want to cook anymore and you're watching someone cook? Oh, no, no, man. I it? love food. I, I love food. I'm starting to eat healthier right now. I'm, I'm changing my 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 diet, my my style life right now. Like I said, I'm, I'm doing yoga. I never, I'm not that flexible, but I'm still trying to do it. But the the thing about the 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 about that show is that the food looks amazing. He's having fun. You're having fun. And I'll I'll say this: the show has the best intro song I've ever heard is the best. It's on Netflix. You have like four seasons available right now. I highly recommend you watch it. You're going to enjoy it. Okay. By the way, I haven't, I haven't been able to find the last man from earth. You said it was on Amazon. And I looked it up. It's not available on Amazon, at least not here on Mexico's Amazon, but I'm still looking for it. Yeah, you gotta watch this movie. Um, all right, I'll look that up uh, after the podcast. Uh, my recommendation this week. So I've been swapped work. I barely had any time to even look up movie reviews, and 
see the news as it goes, as you've probably heard in this podcast. But I, the other night, I put on this movie called Game Night. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this movie. Um, it stars Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler. And then you have some, like, unknown guys uh, that come in here. How oh, can I click on? Yeah, so th- there's some unknowns that come in here. The best part of this movie is that everybody is hysterical. Nobody is the flat person in this movie. Everyone says a line that will make you crack up. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. So this movie is just these friends that go get together every week and they play a game. It could be a Monopoly, Charades, Sorry, Trouble, whatever. They have game night. So Kyle Chandler comes in and he's uh, Jason Bateman's uh, brother. And he's like, dude, I'm I'm going to bring game night to the next level this week. So he hires a company that will fake kidnap him and bring him out of the Mm -hmm. house. And they have to like run around and find clues how to find him. Well, people actually do come and kidnap him. And they think it's a game. So they think so they so they have to like pretend to find him and they're they're laughing like when they dragged him out of the house after like fought both the guys off, he's like they're all like waving at him eating like chips and crackers, like, all right, have fun. He's really getting dragged out, like to get killed. And uh, so when I try to put a movie on a scale of one to ten, this movie is definitely in my mm-hmm. top ten funniest movies of all time. But a better way to explain it is I showed my brother this movie, okay? Uh-huh. He laughed so hard and so loud that the neighbors called the cops for a noise complaint. <laughs> That's how funny <laughs> this movie is. Five cops, five cops banged on the door, and he opened the door and like, we got a noise complaint. He said, well, I was just watching a movie in my room. And I was like, that's it? I was like, yeah. He was laughing so loud. So if that's anything, it's a funny movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just got the picture in my head, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And he he got back on the microphone. And he was like, he's like oh, I guess I can't watch movies in my house anymore. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Oh man, uh, we had we had a ton of fun right now with the episode. So guys, uh, this episode it's um, whenever you're listening to the episode, we're we're going to try to have an episode every Monday available. Uh, so and we're going to try to have them available as soon as you wake up around 5 a.m. probably. So that way, when as soon as you wake up, you hear an awesome intro song done by the great Nick, right? Who is going to be on next week? You were going to try to say his last name, were you? Here's the thing. Here's the problem. Here's the thing. And no disrespect <laughs> to Nick who is listening to this and not in editing. But my computer, my mouse froze. The mouse of my computer froze. And right now I cannot move it. I'm trying finding some way to, without restarting the computer, my laptop, who is which, which is a piece of shit, I'm trying to look at the Facebook uh, page that I have open so that way I can see his name, his last name, and I can pronounce it, right? But I'm not able to. So, Nick, if you're hearing this. I apologize. Kyle, please <laughs> tell tell everybody who's, who Nick is because I cannot see. No, right you, got I'm so sorry. you got a cell phone. You can look <laughs> it up. You're good. <laughs> 
All right, Nick Petricone, he's our editor, sound guy. He plays music for the intros. He's a good guy. He's going to and he's going to be on next week's episode. We're going to talk about the Snyder DC universe before we see this, the famous, infamous, long-awaited Snyder cut. Okay? My name is Augusto Sanoja. This is Kyle McIlred. And this has been another episode of the Electric Movie Podcast. Later.